Hello everybody, I'm Sean and welcome back to the Croc Time podcast, delivering weekly updates on markets and geopolitics, providing you with valuable insights and unique perspectives on events and trends shaping the world. Today, I'd like to talk about the geopolitics of water currently affecting Nepal and how larger neighboring countries are trying to bring this tiny and poor nation into their sphere of influence. Let's take a deep dive into Nepal's water resources and its relationships with its bigger powers. In Asia, nestled in the Himalaya mountains, within the world's tallest peaks, lies a country struggling to find its footing as it juggles between the growing China and India rivalry, Nepal. Nepal is a small, poor, underdeveloped and relatively new and at times unstable democracy that is trying to maintain a foreign policy strategy of equidistance between the two Asian giants. There is an old saying that describes Nepal as a yam between two boulders. A yam is actually a vegetable. Don't worry, I also had to look that up. As China and India's rivalry heats up, Nepal is being increasingly forced to take a side. But as political and economic chaos grip the country, how will it be able to actually take a stand for itself? This leads to the question as to why are China and India so interested in this country? Water is the answer. Water security has become a national goal in Southern Asian countries. Climate change effects will progressively make the entire subcontinent unlivable with heat waves, droughts, floods, rising sea levels and typhoons severely influencing hundreds of millions. In addition, water can be used as leverage to exert political influence on other countries downstream, impacting their income and living standards. For this reason, the geography of a country plays an essential role in all of this. We are increasingly seeing potential conflicts brewing on the horizon as countries try to take a hold of their water resources. In Southern Asia, China is at an advantage, holding the strategic Tibetan plateau that sources many rivers in the region. The Mekong River is the lifeblood of Southeast Asia and is the third longest river in the continent running from the Tibetan Plateau to the South China Sea. China has already built 11 Mekong River dams, affecting the river stream flow and the livelihood of Southeast Asian countries, allowing it to exert political and economic influence over Myanmar, Laos, Thailand, Cambodia and Vietnam. The Brahmaputra River also has its origin in Tibet and flows through India's Assam Valley in the Northeast. What are Nepal's important water systems and why do they mean so much to their bigger neighbors? Nepal's geography might not seem too advantageous at first. It is a small, landlocked country within jagged and tall mountains. But it is one of the richest countries in the world in terms of water, second only to Brazil, although this ranking is hard to define and is disputed by some. However, what we can say with confidence is that Nepal holds an incredible amount of water resources within its small border. It holds a unique geographic location, topography and climate with a perfect mountainous terrain resulting in the formation of numerous rivers and streams. Its monsoon climate contributes to the abundance of water resources and Nepal is known as the water tower of Asia. While it is rich in water, it is continuing to fail to manage its own water resources. Interestingly, the abundance of water has done nothing to alleviate a shortage of it in its capital city, Kathmandu, given its rapid population growth and the lack of infrastructure for drinking water. 
In fact, Nepal faces significant challenges in managing and utilizing these resources sustainably and efficiently. Overextraction of groundwater and pollution also threaten its quality. The Bagmati River, Kathmandu's main river, is the perfect example of the decay Nepalese rivers are facing in recent years, and climate change has certainly not helped in alleviating it. However, what makes Nepalese water resources extremely important is their economic and strategic significance. Nepal's geostrategic location, holding many of the biggest and most important glaciers in the Himalayas, makes its water system of over 6,000 rivers essential to the Indian economy, as most of its main rivers flow towards the Ganges Basin, India's lifeline and its most important river. In fact, its rivers flow through India's most populated regions, Uttar Pradesh and Bihar, which together account for 360 million people. Yes, you heard me right, 360 million people. The Gandak, Girwa, and Koshi rivers, just to name a few, are essential for these Indian regions. On the other hand, China's Nepal relationship has focused on combining political influence with infrastructure developments, and in particular, hydropower projects. Nepal's rivers and water systems harbor enormous potential for hydroelectrical projects. The export of electricity to India could significantly boost Nepal's ailing economy and improve its terrible current account deficit. But at the same time, these projects would give China, which wants to finance them, power and influence over India, as it would give it control on the flow downstream. China already controls the sources of the Brahmaputra River, the second most important river in India. Access to the Ganges would put India on their knees. The Ganges crosses India's most populated northern regions and is the source of fresh water to millions, while also being used for fishing, irrigation, and bathing. A stop or decrease in the flow of the rivers that support the Ganges would put enormous pain on the Indian economy and religious beliefs. In fact, the Ganges is the holy river in the Hindu religion, known as the Mother Ganga. Looking at Nepal's foreign policy, we can see the situation is complicated to say the least. Nepal struggles to juggle China, India, and the US. Its economic troubles and political fragmentation make handling these relationships even harder. So let's dive in and look at Nepal's foreign relations with each of these big powers. India has always seen Nepal as its little brother. They share important social, cultural, economic, and political ties. However, ever since Nepal's independence in 1947, the country has been largely bossed around by India. India has a habit and history of meddling in the country's affairs. These last few years have seen fracturing ties between India and Nepal on a wide range of issues being raised by both sides. As Nepal's largest trading partner, India's main focus on Nepal has been to boost its development through aid and grants for infrastructure development, human security, improvement in human development indicators, and supporting Nepal during adversities such as the 2015 earthquake. However, Nepalese domestic politicians have been taking a more favorable pro-China view in recent years, straining its ties with India, even though some analysts see its relationship with India coming out stronger than ever before. By quickly going over the three main political veterans from Nepalese politics, we can clearly see how back and forth the relationship with India has been. Pushpa Kamal Dahal, a former guerrilla known as Prachanda, 
The Fierce One was appointed as Nepal's Prime Minister for the third time in December 2022, following a general election. Prachanda has historically favored closer ties to China. While he recently said he would maintain friendly ties with both China and India, his history isn't good news for their neighbor downstream. Sharma Oli, the leader of the opposition, who also served as Prime Minister for three times between 2015 and 2021, took a very clear anti-India stance and favorable China policy, not shying away from stirring up issues with their bigger brother. By embodying a kind of Hindu nationalism, Ali raised territorial disputes with India, blamed them for the spread of COVID-19 in Nepal, terming it the Indian virus, and questioned the birthplace of Lord Ram, an important deity in Hinduism. Finally, Sher Bahadur Deuba, a veteran of Nepalese politics, who served five terms as prime minister, saw ties improve with India during his tenures. And in 2021, when he was re-elected PM, he made his first visit to India. This turbulent and back-and-forth relationship could simply be the reflection of widespread political instability in Nepal's domestic politics and is often instigated by China. However, it wasn't just Nepalese politicians stirring up trouble. India, too, recently has its fair share. Narendra Modi, India's PM, in 2015 backed the people from the region of Terai in their complaints that the 2015 new Nepalese constitution gave them less representation than they had been promised. Modi cut off Nepal's fuel supplies, nearly all of which comes from India. The brusque move pushed Nepal further into China's arms. While relations with India were up and down in the last 10 years, China has clearly moved into the region and is looking to sway Nepal. Its influence has risen exponentially in the last decade. Under Xi Jinping's reign in China, relations have prospered with promises of big investments in electricity, roads, telecoms, and railway, worrying Nepalis of a growing dependency. China and Nepal share an 1,800-kilometer border, which can be freely traversed by the citizens of both countries. Roads and railways financed by China have sprung up around the country. Prachan's pro-China policy guided the country in 2017 into joining the expansive Belt and Road Initiative, which is often just called BRI, which is China's global infrastructure development strategy. However, no BRI project has ever been announced since then. In 2019, Nepal proposed nine different projects to be pursued under the BRI, but not a single project has been finalized. The project's implementation plan continues to be delayed by negotiations and concerns over financing and transparency. Nepal prefers grants and soft loans instead of the Chinese commercial loans with interest rates comparable to other multilateral funding agencies, such as the World Bank and the IMF. Nepal also wants BRI projects to be open for competitive bidding, something China strongly opposes. In addition to this, over the years, Nepal's ruling party has grown increasingly wary of China as the country continues to meddle in its internal affairs. China has pressed Nepal to rein in the Tibetan exiles living there, and undercover Chinese agents have deported dozens of Chinese nationals living in Nepal. Perennial Nepalese political instability has also complicated the relationship with China. Looking into Nepal's hydropower projects, we can clearly see water geopolitics at play. In recent years, Nepal has started to shift hydropower projects worth billions of dollars from Chinese developers 
to Indian companies. This is happening simply because India, as Nepal's principal buyer of the exported electricity, apparently refuses to buy power produced by Chinese-built hydropower plants. Last year, Nepal gave the 750 megawatt West Seti and the Seti River 6 hydropower projects in western Nepal to Indian companies. Nepal's former Minister of Water Resources was unhappy with the project's handling, stating that Nepal doesn't benefit the slightest from the project and that India will simply increase the flow of water to itself during the winter to help irrigate land there. There have also been increasing reports of problems with projects built by Indian companies. The 900 megawatt Upper Karnali and Arun III project saw deadlines being postponed and local protests over compensation for relocation. No project has seen more controversy than the Budi Gandaki project, which has divided the country for years. It was supposed to be generating electricity last year, but construction hasn't even started yet. In 2017, the project was awarded to a Chinese company without any bidding process. Later that year, a new government led by Daoba scrapped the contract, citing irregularities and lack of transparency around its award. In 2018, another new government, headed by Oli, returned the project to the original Chinese company. Last year, the Daoba government revoked it again and assigned it to the Nepal Electricity Authority, hopefully ending the political chaos it has generated for years. Nepal fears that it cannot receive Chinese investments for hydropower projects because India would simply refuse to buy it. The importance India gives to the security of water from Nepal is far more important than Nepal's development, and for these reasons it cannot allow China to have a sway on its neighbor and its water resources, forcing Nepal to choose its bigger brother even though it can mean less development. Nepal's electricity exporting plans are currently behind schedule and it has pushed back its goal of creating 10,000 megawatts of installed capacity from 2026 to 2030. It was able to add 710 megawatts of hydropower to its national grid just in 2021, giving Nepal an energy surplus for the first time and increasing the installed hydropower capacity to 2,190 megawatts. Nepal will also be looking to transit electricity through India to its neighbors, eyeing Bangladesh as a potential customer. The surplus of energy from hydropower is key for Nepal's future, as the long-term benefits of trading electricity with India, one of the world's fastest-growing economies, is immense. One notable potential problem of Nepal's water resources is the fact that Nepalese rivers are significantly higher during the monsoon season leading to the development of run-of-the-river-type projects, forcing Nepal to buy electricity from India during winter, even though it has an energy surplus. We have looked over Nepal's complicated relations with China and India, but where does the US fit in all of this? Ronald Reagan once stated that the US and Nepal are neighbors on the other side of the world. The US can be perfectly described as a third boulder squishing the yam. Mike Pompeo, America's top diplomat under Trump, declared that Nepal was part of America's Indo-Pacific strategy, designed to counter China, some may even say to contain it. The approval by Nepal's parliament of the Millennium Challenge Corporation's $500 million development grant for America was seen as a big win against China. The grant politicized the entire country for a decade, 
due to Chinese-orchestrated disinformation campaigns, Nepalese political instability, and the belief that it would override Nepal's laws. The grant, the biggest in Nepal's history, looked to improve the east-west road links and build power transmission lines with India. While it was a small win for the US and made China angry, the US had to twist Nepal's arms to get it to sign it off. Well then, how could Nepal solve this geopolitical dilemma? Nepal is forced, by its geography, to develop relationships with big powers. Developing closer ties with one, or playing one against the other, is pointless and would inevitably put Nepal on the spotlight, potentially leading to damaging consequences. Neutrality will be essential for Nepal's future. During the Cold War, Nepal was able to extract favors from all powers. China built cement factories, India built roads, and the Americans helped with healthcare. However, this approach today will not satisfy these major powers. Keeping foreign political meddling at bay is in the best interest of the nation, and understanding where to put a limit to relations with the three powers is key. While this foreign policy might seem challenging, there is a sense of optimism in the air. China, India and the US are all willing to invest in Nepal's infrastructure to gain an edge on their respective rivals. This will inevitably lead to great benefits for the struggling economy and the poor living standards of its people. Developing its hydropower infrastructure to satisfy India's voracious demand for energy is probably Nepal's best bet, given the circumstances. Only time will tell if Nepal will be able to cope under the pressure of the giants. Thank you, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Croc Time. Please leave a review and follow me on Instagram, and I'll be back next time with more insightful research.